Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Classic Gaming Brothers. I'm Seth. I'm Zach. And we are the Classic Gaming Brothers. Now wait a second, Seth. It's not Sunday. <laughs> no, it's not. It's in fact Wednesday. It is Wednesday. What a, what a weird day Wednesday is. Wednesday. And we're actually recording on a Wednesday, which is unique it's for true. Classic Gaming Brothers. <laughs> it's true. It's it's pretty good. So this is a uh, a, a new uh, a new format that we are bringing uh, not live to you guys, recorded to you guys uh, during the middle of the week. Uh, so we had a when we were at PAX, we met a lot of new indie developers. Um, and they wanted us to look at their games. They wanted to do interviews with us. And we were really excited about uh, kind of expanding on that partnership. But we also didn't want to break from our, our current format of what we do. And sometimes it'd be weird if we're Classic Gaming Brothers and we're talking about a new game or a game that's in development for yeah. most of the episode. So what we decided to do was start this sub-series called the Indie Dev Lounge. Now, this will be the first episode. There will be other episodes. but And they will be released in the middle of the week. But we have no promise that they're going to be weekly episodes. Since we do one weekly episode, and frankly, that is enough. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but we decided, why not try to get you something a, a little uh, middle of the week? So beyond this uh, front loading of the episode, I guess, uh, these episodes will be tighter format and shorter. And we will be dropping uh, our recently played segment from this format. And we'll also be dropping our byway pass from this format. So we'll just get in, right into the meat of what we're here to talk about. And, and then we'll leave you, and then you'll pick us up again on Sunday, or you can catch us on a live stream, or a Facebook group, or wherever. We're easily yeah. accessible. That's right. And and if uh, you have a suggestion for this uh, Indie Dev Lounge, um, feel free to just hit us up on our regular um, ways of contacting us, like you know, classicgamingbrothers at gmail.com or such. Um, we are definitely interested in any ideas that you guys have. Yeah, and in fact, if you are an indie dev and you are listening to this and you want to be on our indie dev lounge, whether right. you want us to review your game or interview you on it, uh, send us a message and our people will talk to your people. Our That's people right. being me because I'm the one who talks to you, not Zachary. No. <laughs> I've actually arranged one game that for us to talk about, which is actually today's game. Um, so uh, we're going to talk about a game that is coming out uh, soon. Actually, they they just they're finishing up a Kickstarter. Um, as of today, their Kickstarter has been finished. As of recording this, it has a, a like a day or two I think left. Um, and that is a game called Trophy. And what's the trophy for? So Trophy is for the original Nintendo Entertainment System. So the NES. The NES. That's correct. On the NES. Wednesday? Ah! <laughs> oh, the pun is good. The pun is good. I pun waited is funny. the whole, yeah. Ah, we can just end the episode right here. Bye. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't even know what the outro music for this episode is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
yeah a trophy is being created for the for the original nintendo entertainment system we got ourselves a review copy from the folks over at uh or folk rather the person over at gradual games uh uh derek andrews is the is the developer and uh the publisher is um a company called 6502 collective um it, they're a, a actually a joint effort between two different homebrew game developers retrotainment games and soul goose productions uh soul goose productions is run by a gentleman named Bo, who seth and i got the privilege to meet and talk to at pax yes. really nice guy he actually sold me a copy of a retrotainment game um halloween 86 which i talked about in a in our pax episode and there's so, yeah. a, a picture of it on the instagram and a better one that will be going up soon. That's right. Um, so yeah, so we were we we did get a review copy. So I do want to make that as a disclaimer. This was a copy that was given to us uh, for purposes of reviewing, just so you know that's all out there in the open. But um, Seth and I do plan to give our unbiased opinion of Trophy. Do so you want to do a fast take? Then we'll talk a little bit about uh, the history and stuff like that, and then we'll yeah wrap it up. Uh, so just a quick take on the game, at least from from my perspective. Uh, Trophy is a it's a it's a fast paced action platformer akin to Mega Man and other Capcom games. In particular, it actually reminded me a lot of the DuckTales game in some of the levels made by Capcom and um, another Capcom game, uh, Darkwing Duck, which was. Mm another duck themed game uh, along with Mega Man. So not just in many ways, is it not just a love letter to games like Mega Man, but it's a love letter almost to the entire Capcom action platforming genre of right. games, which they're hard. Yeah. Yeah. And in trophy is definitely a hard game. It's, and it's not hard in the sense of like, there, there are plenty of games out there that are intentionally hard. They're designed to be like one hit kill or they're designed to just frustrate you. This is hard and a, 1984 video game sense as in this is the game that you would have rented from the local video store for a weekend and it would have driven you insane and you would have rented it again so you could keep playing (laughs) you know in a good way and and i I do want to emphasize that a lot like mega man where mega man will always drive me crazy in terms of just how difficult it can be but once you get it you get it and that's what trophies like i noticed the the first time i played um, one of the levels I was really doing bad and then I took a break I played a couple other levels and I came back to that level and I found myself doing better at it because I you know I was able to kind of uh, kind of hone my skills a bit and it feels really good when you're able to hone your skills in these style of retro games um, yeah and I also feel like with um, it's it's kind of like a got like cuphead kind of a little bit where if, like especially with the big bosses I felt a lot yeah. of like cuphead where the the big bosses the so the bo- every stage is a boss so and mm-hmm. stage selection is very similar to like uh, Mega Man, yep. and then at the end of the stage is a boss fight, and the boss is generally some very large device. Um, yeah, so the stages yeah. that I saw it was like either like a giant steam engine at the end of a train or um, a big snow plow at the end of a snow level, and you you have to hit it in a specific spot and the boss is attacking you with a specific pattern and so you're trying to figure out this pattern and also trying to figure out where you need to hit the boss quickly because you have only so many lives and you're going to run out of them pretty quick yeah. um so i i which is very similar ish to uh cuphead in regards to the boss fight yeah cuphead and and like cuphead and 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 like you know mega man and such um if you if you go into the level, you go into the boss, 
um, kind of rushing it and not taking your time. Like Seth said, you will you will likely die. You will likely lose some lives pretty quickly. But once you learn the patterns and once you start really kind of learning the levels, um, that is when you start getting really good at the game. And and like I said, it, it is very satisfying when you do get good um, at the game. Um, I, I also really liked some of the uh, kind of different mechanics that the platforming itself had to offer so there um, are eight levels that are selectable in a ninth level that opens up after beating all eight levels um seth and i will disclose that we did not beat all eight levels because we are not great at games right we do we do enjoy playing them um and uh, one of my favorite levels though was the asteroid level which is um one of the the eight selectable ones um and in asteroid there's actually a little tweak to your character's height ability because you're on an asteroid so you have less gravity on an asteroid and now you have to kind of adjust to your character's now jumping a lot higher than usual um which i think was a nice little little twist in the in the game mechanic kind of to you know change things up a bit and there's other stuff like that in one of the levels um you're dropping down this uh pit and you have to avoid these like spike things that are insta death um and they're on um they kind of come in different patterns so you have to like remember which pattern you just passed so you can avoid the next set of spike things um so there's different little like tweaks and stuff like that that happen uh mid mid level and and in the game that always provide for um uh kind of very very variety in in both the environment and the, the the game itself yeah it's definitely like i i really appreciated that within a game so it can be played on a, a two-button controller because it's for an nes so you have a a button and a b button um and you get a jump and you get a shoot and that's pretty much all you can do you got your movement and I, but I appreciate the nuances, like Zach said, with that each the levels bring, where you may get a higher jump because you're in space, and and that's going to change how you play the game for that particular stage. Um, the stages there is a, a a carnival, a quarry, a asteroid, a forest, a warehouse, uh, the tundra, the ocean, and the train. I got a chance to play through. Uh, the asteroid and the tundra and the train. And did you play any? Oh, and the carnival. I played through the carnival. Yeah. Did you play through any of the other? Um. So I finished the train, and I think I finished the carnival. Um. But I did play through um all the other levels at least to as far as I could before I got a game over. So uh, did, what did uh, Ocean? Do you ever? So Ocean was cool because you're entirely. Uh, it's pretty much most of it is entirely underwater, kind of. Um, it reminds me a lot of the underwater levels in Mario, oh, yeah. um, where it's not necessarily that you're swimming, but there is a it is slower jumping ability because you're underwater. Um, so that's something that you have to adjust to, almost similar to how um, you know your height changes this time. This is like the opposite um, of Asteroid. It's like the ap- opposite, yeah, exactly. And that, that was a nice little twist. There's also some uh, um, kind of like spike traps that you have to avoid that are insta death um warehouse i also really liked i thought it was cool that they had um there were these dropping blocks that fall from the ceiling um again similar to kind of reminds me of mario the thwomps that fall from the ceiling right Um, and these dropping blocks also fall when you're trying to jump over pits so you have to kind of time yourself correctly so you don't get hit by one as it's dropping and hits you um so there's a there's kind of some neat little twists like that with the enemies it's got really fun artwork 
Uh, yeah. The main character is some type of robot looking person. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it is definitely a robot though, based on their description. Um, yeah, he, he he is a he's a android, I believe. Is the um, and and he he looks really cool. Um, it's kind of like a a cool like yeah like a cool Mega Man ish type looking character. Yeah, he's then fighting these monsters that are very unique in design. There's I I fought one that looked like a like a tea, a teapot on like treadmills treadwheels almost like and yeah like shooting um like uh balls out of its uh, little teapot that would hurt you if you got hit by them yeah there was these like floating um money sacks i guess that would like drop down on you there and they would like almost oh come yeah down and hit you Those guys were annoying. <laughs> uh, and so in the way that it works because it's an nes type like a very like that style of game if you walk off the screen and walk back the enemy respawns Right, yeah. So you yeah. go back, but all the enemies are going to come back. There's uh, tigers in the train. Yes, very, the, uh, yeah. They uh, show up topical. in um, yeah. They show up in another level too. Um, and there's also um, one of my favorite enemies was in Quarry. There are these little enemies that look like Daleks from Doctor Who. Oh yes, yeah. Um, which I. I, I can't speak for the the, 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 the game designers, but I'm going to 100% assume that was intentional by putting the Daleks in the gravel quarry yeah. levels, considering Doctor Who's sets were pretty much gravel quarries all throughout the 70s. Yeah, Derek, uh, <laughs> Derek Bo, if you guys uh, listen to this, you can let us know. Uh, yeah, let us are. know if you guys are some Doctor Who fans, because uh, if, if, if so, I caught the reference. If not, you got a reference right there. <laughs> Yeah, overall though, I really, I really enjoyed playing the game, and um, I'm definitely going to jump back into it and play it more. Um, you know, as, as we go forward, um, it, 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 it's a cool game to to play through and you get to kind of um, um, experience this new game in this such a familiar style. Yeah, um, you know, I, I I think the story is cool. They have a little piece on the the story. I can I can read through it if you guys the kind of like the the whole little background here on the story yeah why don't you you tell them that the story is so on the far fringes of space a peaceful planet of robots is discovered by two spacefaring computer scientists jared snow and zella quinn they befriend the inhabitants of the planet gyrus 9 and after a time sword returns to earth to reveal their findings he takes with them uh the robot beeper as proof of their discovery and the mutual understanding between human and robot culture blossoms meanwhile back on gyrus 9 an isolated quinn slips gently into the madness dominating the peaceful robots and proclaiming himself lord q incapable of violence the robots are easy prey for his schemes and hidden desires of conquests when sword and beeper finally return to the planet they are confronted by what quinn has become sword being a frail nature and beeper being unable to commit acts of violence realize what they must do using the technology found on gyrus 9 they fuse into one being part human and part machine trophy is born so that would answer the question of what the main character is a robot or a human. I guess is he is the answer is both. He, is he does both. look like a human robot person too. Yeah, he, he's kind of. I don't know why, but um, he gives me kind of like RoboCop vibes. Um, yeah, and, definitely. And like, I think it's the uh, the glasses. Yeah, they like the, the eyes, the, like visor glasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, 
the the enemies are all very much like robot themed enemies so that would yes yeah um sense yeah and 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 as seth said the the bosses are all like large you know large uh like either large vehicles or or like um there's like a giant seahorse is the enemy boss at the end of the end of the ocean stage um and i think it's a giant if i remember correctly it's a giant clown thing that fights you at the end of the carnival stage oh yeah uh, i think so too yeah, yeah. I mean, that was not that was not cool no it wasn't <laughs> So a little quick history on the uh, on trophy. It's um, the, uh, again, it's being uh, developed in six five zero two assembly language by Derek Andrews of Gradual Games. Um, he's been working on it over the course of three years. He not only has been doing the programming, but he's also been working on the music for the game. And I, I will say, I love the music a lot. It, it reminds great. me a lot of like Mega Man and stuff like that. Um, but it, it has its own twist to it. It doesn't feel like it's copying like Mega Man or anything. It just feels it's unique to the game, but it has a lot of nostalgic um, elements to it. Um, he's also been working with Laurie Andrews on creating the graphics for the games. Derek has been programming for the NES for over a decade. Uh, Trophy is Gradual Games' third release, following on the heels of um, Nomolus, Storming the Castle, which came out in 2012, and The Legends of Aulia, which came out in 2016. I've actually, I, I haven't played it, but I've actually seen Legends of Aulia in a local comic book store that I used to visit. Um, over in Clinton, Massachusetts. So um, it, it definitely has gotten out there. So that's cool. Um, yeah. And Trophy is being published by, um, as mentioned before, the 6502 Collective, which is is a joint effort between Retrotainment and uh, Soul Goose Productions. Um, so uh, they ran a Kickstarter with the goal of $6,500, and they actually surpassed that with... Uh, $34,455, which is really awesome and really impressive, um, with over um, 500 plus backers. So they, that was uh, very cool. Yeah, and the, and the tiers uh, for the Kickstarter was that they had the, the digital copy, so you'd get either an, uh, you'd get like the NES ROM uh, for $10. Uh, the regular edition uh, cartridge own like the cartridge only is fifty. Mm-hmm. Getting the cartridge in box, which I'm, the box I'm sure is amazing, is uh, sixty. And then they have a, a they did have a limited edition complete in box, uh, which was a uh, hundred copies that was uh, sold out. So that was a hundred dollars. They they're looking to ship it completely by twenty twenty, and most of their stuff is sourced within the united states so they they are still hopefully on track um yeah i'm not, I'm not sure with the whole virus thing that's going on right now if that's yeah, gonna I, throw I it mean, off but I, I it having most of your um uh most of your material sourced in the united states is definitely important for these like homebrews and stuff um a lot of homebrews and 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 kind of custom cartridges and stuff will often take supplies from overseas. And I'm sure with the current virus going on, there's probably some um, potential issues with that, but um, I, I haven't heard um, from these guys. If that's, uh, I follow them on social media and stuff like that. And I haven't heard if it's been a, if it's been an issue for them. So they, they can be uh, reached at the six, five Oh two collective.com slash contact is their contact information uh they can also be followed on their each of them soul goose productions retro uh 6502 uh collective and 
Retrotainment Games can all be followed through various social media. Uh, the they also um, Bo we mentioned it before has a podcast called The Assembly Line, which is about if you're interested in retro homebrew NES type games, they their 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 podcast would be something that I would recommend um, getting to know more about that because it's interesting to see development for older game consoles. Uh, well past the time that they're being developed by everybody else so yeah yeah no you know it's it's interesting this game is coming out in 2020 and it's for the nes and that's what it's launching at and it's they're using the nes hardware and the technology and they're producing a game and it doesn't just because there's a new console out there doesn't invalidate the old console i think that's i think that's an important lesson to know yeah absolutely um, but yeah, we're, we're I'm ex- I'm excited to see more of, um, of what uh, six five zero two has to offer, and especially I'm excited to see more of Trophy. Um, uh, as mentioned, it's it is pretty much it's pretty much one hundred percent complete at this point. So what we've seen is what what we're seeing. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to see what else is to come in terms of uh, um, the release and such. Um, yeah, and so that's what we got on Trophy. We uh, try to keep it a little tighter this uh, podcast, so we're we're still looks like we're coming in pretty early for uh, a shorter time frame. So just get a little teaser for the Sunday, this coming Sunday's episode. Who knows what it's about? I well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, because we we recorded previous Sunday's episodes, so they would already have heard checks quest who knows, who knows when i'm gonna drop this that's true we don't know when you're gonna drop this to be honest this could come out whenever could yeah, release could... this in like in like november november yeah um, um but uh so uh yeah uh we're on um all the social medias facebook instagram twitter uh you can catch us at classic gaming brothers on facebook and instagram uh cg brothers pod on twitter we uh announce all of our episodes on those social media so whenever we drop something whether it's standard content or old new content um where we'll release it there um we we also do some live streams we do some youtube so we have uh, some stuff out there. Feel free to follow, like, subscribe, share. Uh, we have a website, classicgamingbrothers.com. We have an email, classicgamingbrothers at gmail. You can send us stuff in. Um, if you listen to this episode and only this episode, you can still send us feedback to win our poss- for winning a possibility of, of game. And uh, so that's, uh, that's what we have for Trophy. And um, that's what we would say our Indie Dev Lounge segment or session episode our indie dev lounge episode <laughs> is uh is concluded yeah. it's concluded thanks for uh thanks for hanging out with us in this in this lounge. on a wednesday on a wednesday on, on a wednesday 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 who knows what else we'll be talking about on this indie dev lounge anyway <laughs> we are, we're looking to possibly get interviews with people um we're looking to talk about other uh, indie games that are have been out or will be coming out it will be not our it will not be our standard affair as it were um, so be prepared for that but we we definitely like supporting the indie dev community and uh, we if you hear this episode and you want and you're an indie dev and you want to be on it just send us a message we'll work something out we do all um, 
remote recording, so it's pretty easy to get a, a third line in here. So that's right. Seth and I have been practicing social distancing for many years at this point. Yeah, from for most of our lives. For most of our lives. <laughs> it's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway. Oh, as, as always. Oh no, you said it last. Whoa! Oh, I did technically right. say it on Sunday, so you can say it this time. Don't play games like my brother. And don't play games like my brother. I've been Seth. And I've been Zach. And we've been the classic gaming brothers. That's absolutely correct. Right. Now roll the new music or whatever music this is for this episode. I don't even know what that is. <laughs>